Amen. Please be seated. It's good to be in God's house today, and it's especially good to be in God's house wearing a sweater vest. <laughs> Amen. Man, finally this morning I woke up and it, it was here. But now I'm burning up, so I can't, I can't take it off now. But anyway, it felt great this morning. Hey, a couple of announcements to share with you before we uh, continue to worship through our tithes and offerings. And again, I want to welcome our guests. Uh, we're glad that you're here. If you wouldn't mind, in the tearing out the back section of our worship guide, the, the guest card, if you're up for it, we would certainly love to pray for anything you have prayer requests or contact you and, and just uh, express our thanks for you worshiping with us. So when the offering plate comes around, if you wouldn't mind dropping that in there, it's completely up to you, but we would love to connect with you in that way. Uh, in your worship guide is a a insert I want to bring to your attention a few of the items that are on there our e3 class it's an it's the third of our four discipleship classes that we have here at community of grace this one is focused on your spiritual shape how has God shaped you where do you fit into the body how has God made you uniquely you know to serve to 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 be a part of the body of Christ this this particular class we we look at our spiritual giftedness and we, there's an inventory, it's fun, that you go home and you take and you bring the results back to the second part of the class. That's going to be, uh, the first part is next Sunday after church, Catherine and I are hosting that in our home. And, and so we look forward to serving you lunch and going through this, this discipleship class there. Now, if all of you sign up for the class, we may have to change locations. I don't think everyone would fit in our home, but the sign-up sheet is back there. The other thing I want to bring to your attention is the chili cook-off which is happening on the 13th of November. Now, that evening, that whole wall will be lined with tables. That whole wall will be lined with tables. I share with the first service that this is the, the one event in the year. It's probably, you'll understand what I mean when I say this, it's probably my least favorite event that we do all year. Here's why. I walk around the room, and everyone's like, Pastor, did you try my chili? <laughs> and so, no, please tell me which one it is. So I go over, and I try it. Now, by the time I've tried every bowl of chili in the room, I don't feel so good. <laughs> I'm kidding about it being my least favorite. It's probably one of my favorite events, but I do carry a big thing of Tums in my back pocket to help me with that. Guys, listen, it is a great evening of family fun. We get judges up here on the stage, and we find out who makes the best pot of chili at Community of Grace. It, it really is a great evening. Uh, bring the kids, bring the family. That's what it's for. It's a family event. They have this whole front of the stage. People bring um, cornbread. They've added a new element to the event this year. Uh, they're going to do a children's macaroni and cheese contest. So uh, kids, bring your best mac and cheese, and I'll consume a try of every one of them. So looking forward to that weight gain there. <laughs> Next Sunday, we look forward to setting our clock back an hour. So that's great. Here's the last one that I forgot to mention last service, Miss Mitty. I'm not going to forget this. Yes, we will. Thank you, Ms. Rosemary. Uh, everybody turn and look at the table right back there in the back. Those, those of you who have been here, you know what we're talking about when we say the Olin Thanksgiving meal. On Thanksgiving Day, our church gathers together food that you can sign up for back there, and we go and serve the, the residents of the Olin Apartments. How can I describe the residents? Uh, uh, some of the most friendly people I've ever met. Uh, the most grateful people I've ever been around. Uh, see, every Saturday we have a group of people that go and serve them lunch. But on Thanksgiving, we throw down a feast. And, and it's fun because our, we, we sign up to bring food, but then we show up and serve food. And uh, it's 1130-ish. More details will be coming. And here's what I've experienced in the past several years. We show up there around 11.30 or so, whenever they tell us to get there, and we're walking out of the door by one. So you're giving up an hour and a half, couple of hours, 
and you go home and have your feast with your family, it works out very well. I want to encourage you to come and be a part of that. It, you'll be surprised at how blessed you are uh, by coming and being a part of that ministry. It's, it's really a fun, fun thing, and it's also a great uh, teaching moment with our children to serve. Operation Christmas Child. You see the boxes in front of you? How many boxes did we order this year, Miss Mitty? We have 300 boxes. That's a piece of cake. Uh, everybody take, grab a couple, and we're done. And it, the instructions are on the inside. These uh, boxes go around the world to children uh, in need, and we love doing this. This is a great organization, great ministry. Jump in, be a part of that. They're going to be due back here, I believe, November 20th. November 20th. Great. So we've got plenty of time to do that. Read the instructions on the inside. We'll make a big stack of them and, and pray over those. Uh, let's pray for our tithes and offerings. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to continue to worship through our giving back to you. Yes, that's right. We even surrender our finances to you. We don't sing the song, I surrender all, with empty words. We mean it. And Lord, I just want to praise you out loud for a minute for the generosity that you have placed in the heart of the people of this church. I'm blown away with how giving and generous the hearts of these people are. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of this and serve in this, this body of believers. Lord, we would ask that uh, you would continue to use us to reach the community around us for your, for your good name, for the gospel. Lord, I praise you for what you did last Sunday afternoon as we walked across the street to Fox Hill to serve them and to plant seeds of, of faith. And we, I heard stories of, of some very significant conversations that happened. I just praise you for that. Yesterday as we, as we had our fall festival,
try this again. <laughs> well, hey, take your Bibles out and turn to Ephesians this week. We continue our series of messages <clears throat> called Numbers. We all have numbers memorized. I gave you a short quiz. Thank you, Kyle. I gave you a short quiz last week on some numbers that you have memorized. And, and again, you, you may think you do. You may not think you do, but you do. For example, my birthday is 12065. What's yours? You got that memorized? I hope. <laughs> How about your spouse or your girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, fiance, whatever? Do you have theirs memorized? Guys, how about your anniversary? Mine's 81686. You have you have that number memorized? We we all know Here we go. You ready? To prove my point, can I get all of my folks from the 80s? 8675 You know some numbers. Oh, y'all didn't recognize that? Maybe we should sing it for him. You ready? Eight, six, seven, five. Oh, that was really bad. We, I'll never try that again. <clears throat> we all have numbers memorized. Last week we looked at a number, and uh, we'll review that in a minute. But again, this whole series is based on the idea that this is more than just memorizing some passages. This is more than just being able to collect some data and then regurgitate it like we used to do in, in school when we had this cram for a test. We, we got it in short-term memory and we regurgitated it. That, that's not the goal. The goal is to know it. Not, not just know it, but know it. How does a teacher know that their student has learned something, that they know it? They're able to demonstrate it. They're able to apply that knowledge. That's evidence of knowing something. Let me see if I can explain it this way. You know, there are Denver Bronco fans, right? I, I see some jerseys. Jeff, well done, man. Who we got today? Vaughn? Vaughn, hey. I mean, there's fans in the room. And, and, you know, there's different levels of fanhood. I think that my level of fanhood is kicked up a notch because of... <laughs> hey, back... Ernie, stay in your seat, man. Huh? I mean, hey, Von Miller's good, but Jeff, this kicks it up a notch, man. I, some of y'all are like, no, it doesn't, Joel, that's horrible. <laughs> hey, so, I mean, so there's fans, but then there's fans, and I've got a few examples of who I'm talking about. So, like, there's a fan. He's at the game, got his jersey on, but, but now I'm talking about, now that's a fan, huh? Come on. It takes a certain individual to be able to go down that road. Or this guy right here is, <sighs> come on. Who does that? A f I'm telling you, a full-blown fan. How about this guy? Uh, the dude has dedicated his entire leg for the rest of his life to John Elway. That's a fan. And then the best known of all time. Uh, does anybody know his name? Barrelman, that's all that is. A fan. Hey, listen. Oh, by the way, if anyone knows where I can get one of those, I would so wear that. At home. Anyway. Uh, I, I'm talking about knowing passages of Scripture, some of these numbers. You just got to have them. You can't go through life. You can't walk this journey of faith. Without these numbers, you've got to have them. Hey, last week, you remember. Are you ready? Lamentations 3, 22 and 23. The steadfast love of the Lord. Oh, hold on. Hey, can you take that down real quick? Because i got to give a quiz. All right? I'm going to see how we do. All right, ready? And say it with your, your gym voice. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. 
Lamentations 3, 22 and 23 this week. Let's see, last week was, was a passage of scripture on hope. And I wanted you to walk out of here remembering, man, God loves me, he loves me, he loves me, and it'll never stop. His love for me will never cease. That was last week. This week is, is, is a, a message of hope. See, here's the deal. On this whole series, knowing God's word, it helps us. Here's a number you might know. Psalm 119, 105. As soon as I start it, you'll know it. And I don't know if y'all can hear that ring, but that's ringing really loud to me. Um, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. Do you realize that God's word, here's how important it is for you and I. God's word keeps us in the road. It helps us see where we're going. It helps us to avoid broken glass in the road. It helps us to avoid pitfalls in life. God's word is vital to my life and your life. It helps us see where we're going. It's a horrible thing. You guys have been in, out at night when it's country dark. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, you can't, you can't see that. It's a horrible thing to have to walk any amount of distance when you can't see. And to walk through life with God's word, shining light on where you're going. Guys, we have to have it. It's critical. And so there's some numbers that, that we're going to be looking at that we got to have in our toolbox this week. We're going to, to move on to a passage of strength. Now, being strong is something that is good for everybody. I've never heard, I'm telling you, I've never heard someone say the words, you know, I, I think I'm too strong. I, I, I really do. I just think I'm a little too strong. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to sit down and, and I'm going to be a slug for six or eight months and I'm just going to let my muscles atrophy so that I can come back down to a strength level and a size of the rest of you commoners. You just don't hear people say that. Strength is, is something that provides confidence. It, it, it's security. I can stand stronger. I can walk with, with more poise and composure when I'm strong. Strength is, is a desirable attribute for everyone. Now, physically, for you and I to get stronger, we got to go to the weight room. We have to push something that exerts our muscles to exhaustion, let them rest, come back and do it again with discipline and repetition over and over, and our muscles begin to get stronger. We have to put in the work to get physically stronger. We have to sweat. We have to experience the pain of getting stronger. But this week's passage is not about physical strength. It's about spiritual strength. It is a realm that uh, I am guessing there are a lot of people that never consider. They never consider spiritually what's going on around them. This passage is, is one that uh, I believe, it, it, it made my cut to the top five. I believe it's vitally important that you have this in your toolbox. Though you may not need it today, there's a day that's coming where you'll need to remember Ephesians 6, 10 and 11. Let's read it together. Finally, be strong. Okay, let's read it together. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's Again, you may have a different translation, but it's, it's close. This is the old NIV translation. Finally, he's summing up his book to the church in Ephesus. You talk about a, a church that was in a city that was in spiritual warfare is an understatement. I mean, 
On every corner, there was probably a different belief system. On every corner was a different temptation. On every street, there was, there was something else that we could talk about. On <coughs> every street, there was probably someone else that we could talk bad about. There was opportunity everywhere in this city to indulge in anything you wanted to indulge in. In fact, one of the seven wonders of the ancient world was found in Ephesus, the Temple of Artemis where it was populated with many temple prostitutes. I mean, guys, listen, Paul's writing to this, this little church that is in the midst of spiritual activity. Now, we have some towns that are in our state that are known for being spiritual towns. Uh, I would say that Boulder, Colorado is a spiritual There's another one just west of Colorado Springs. Manitou Springs, I would say, is a spiritual town. I didn't say godly, and I didn't say Christian. One of my hopes for today is that we would all kind of have a new awareness of spiritually what's going on around us. There's more than you might think. What I'd like to do is, is read the context around uh, our passage we're going to memorize today. So if you'll stand with me as I read uh, God's word, and then we will jump into our verses. I'm going to start with our verses 10 and 11, Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, or 20 is what I'm reading. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the evil, the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you've done everything, to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. Father, we ask that today that you would open our eyes to um, an awareness of the unseen things going on all around us. And that, Father, we would recognize that the evil forces, the principalities, the, the rulers of the spiritual realm, they all still know your name. Lord, even the wind and the waves still know your name. May we walk out of here strengthened today and encouraged because of you in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. So our text, it starts out with, finally, he's concluding, he's bringing, he's tying a bow on this, this letter. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. I want you to notice those location words, in, if I, if I could use this for a moment to make my point, uh, be strong, be strengthened in in the Lord, in his mighty power. Those are location words, locative words. Do you even think about this? Do I even think about this on a daily basis before I put my feet on the floor? Would it be wise for me to go to Walmart and buy a little bucket and put on the side of my bed for just as a reminder Lord, today before I even put my feet on the floor, I want to remember that I am to find my strength in 
be your mighty power. Here's the deal. And I'm tired of it. I'm sick of it, to be honest with you. I think there's way too many Christians that are walking through life, fighting spiritual battles in their own power. They're trying to do it on their own. Hey, I think there's too many Christians doing this. And I'll confess, I'm guilty of it at times. I, I would say that all of us have probably done this at some point in time. You ready? One foot in, one foot out. God, I want to die. Hey, when, the circle, when life gets tough, <laughs> when life's easy, you know, you know Joel, Pastor Joel, he just keeps railing on us at church. Man, we need to pray constantly. We need to, we need to do this. And so, you know, I, I try to think about it every once in a while. But, but, Joel, when I get to work, man, I compartmentalize my life, and I'm out here. I can't bring God into my work decisions, and, and, and I can't do that, Joel. I can't, I can't be thinking about it all the time. And so we straddle. We try to do both. We walk through the halls of our schools, through the halls of our workplaces, and the walls of our home, straddling fence part in in the lord and we're trying to learn things but but i also want to do my thing as well and today i want to encourage you if you're here today and you you don't feel very strong in fact you haven't felt strong spiritually in a long time you don't feel like you can push a spiritual pebble across this table Today, I want to encourage you to find your strength in the Lord. Be strengthened in His presence. What does that look like? It means you sit down and stop for a minute. And you just talk to God and say, God, I've been straddling. I've been out of, the, out of your presence, been trying to live life on my own. And I'm not doing a very good job of it. And God, I feel like you're a bazillion miles away from me. And today, I'm making the choice to come to you and to be in your presence. And in the same way, when a child, remember mommy, when a child gets scared of something and daddy comes over and got you and that child there's just something that happens in that child goes oh it's all good now because my daddy's got me in my you remember that 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 feeling of i don't need to be afraid anymore in fact those things that were scaring me now that i'm in my daddy's arm like boy you better back up i'm in my daddy's arm and today, spiritually, if you are beat down, if you're discouraged, if you're disheartened, come to Daddy. Come to your Father. Climb in His arms. I promise you, He will receive you. Uh, if you're straddling today, put that other foot in there. Stop playing church. Stop playing God. Be strengthened in Him and in His power. You know, there's, there's a couple of different kinds of strengths. I'm looking around the room with some guys that have some arms that are big like mine. And, uh, that was a little too hard of a laugh from over there. Hey, uh, hey there's, there's this kind of strength, weight room kind of strength. And there's old man strength. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Um, there is some strength that comes with experience. Uh, there's, there's young woman strength. There's old woman strength. There's just something that comes. There's a hardening. There's a strengthening that comes with experience. I would encourage any of my younger friends when I say younger, I'm not talking about age. I'm talking about your spiritual age. Go hang out with some of those folks that have been going down, that have been walking with Jesus for, for a while. 
draw strength from their presence. You know where they're going to point you? You know where they're going to tell you to go? In him. They're going to say, get in his presence and stay there. Paul's urging this church, finally, listen, be strengthened. Here's something I need you to see about this word, this verb, be strengthened, be strong. It is a passive imperative. Imperative mean, meaning, I'm not asking you, Paul's not asking, but it's passive. Passive voice means... When I get in his presence, the passive form of the verb means I'm acted upon. I'm not doing anything. Something's happening to me. When I come to the Father, when I get in his presence, he strengthens me. Trying to do it on your own today? Let me give you some counsel real quick. You want to write this down? Stop it. Be strengthened in the Lord and in his mighty power. He goes on and says, put on the full armor of God. Put it on. There's, some, there's a trend that's happening in the NFL. I don't know if you've noticed it. Back in the day, all players used to wear hip pads, tail pads, shoulder pads, helmets, cleats. Today, Hip pads and tail pads have disappeared. Look for them today when you're watching the games. I know you will. Look for them. They're, all those players out there, no hip pads, no tail pads. But there's a new phenomenon that's happening. I don't understand it. I think it's silly. I can't believe there's not a rule addressing it. There are players. Now, punters and kickers, okay, I get it. But there's players that are no longer wearing knee pads. They're basically wearing shorts. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I would, I would think that protecting my knees as much as possible, Jeff, would you agree with me? Somewhat important. Hey, taking care of your knee is, protecting it is somewhat important. Putting on all of the armor available to you is important. And Paul is urging the people of this church who are in the midst of a spiritual environment. And friends, I don't know if you know it or not, but America right now is a very spiritual place. And there is spiritual warfare happening all around us every day. Every day. And he tells the church, it's another imperative verb, put it on. I'm not asking you, I'm telling you. When you get up in the morning and you've got that, you went to Walmart today because Pastor Joel said to go to Walmart and buy a little bucket and put it by the side of my bed. And so I step in it every day just to remind me that I need to be in his presence. But it also says to put on the full armor of God. So I need to get fully dressed. You know what, today, uh, before I step out of my little bucket from Walmart, I'm, I'm going to, okay, after I get out of my little bucket I got at Walmart, I'm going to get fully dressed. I'm not going to walk outside not fully dressed. And what I'm talking about is your extra credit this week to go and talk with God about all those clothing items, that armor that we're to put on every day. I'm just afraid that this, we don't ever, we don't ever think about Ephesians 6. And, and guys, I'm telling you, whether you're in the midst of a battle today or not, you have to have, I have to have this number. Finally, Joel. Joel, come on, man. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Joel, don't you dare walk out of that house without putting on the full, not partial, the full armor of God. This isn't something you came up with, Joel. This is God's armor that he's recommending that every one of the soldiers in his Christian army put on every day before they walk out the door. I'm not asking you, Joel. I'm telling you. Put it on. Now here's the deal about this verb. It's not a passive. It's not something that, that I'm being acted upon. Check this out. It's the middle voice. The middle voice says the subject does the action, but the result of that action comes back on the subject. And what happens when you and I, we put our feet on the floor and we say, God, I'm walking in you today. I'm going to draw my strength from you today. Now let me get dressed. Man, give me that. 
give me that helmet of truth. Give me that breastplate of righteousness. Putting it on. Righteous living today. There will be no falsehood in me today. I'm not going to try to con. No. Give me the sword of the spirit. Give me the word of God. I mean, I'm getting fully dressed today. And my action, the subject does the action of getting dressed. The result comes back to me. Look at the next phrase. So that. So that you can take your stand. It's mentioned several times in this paragraph. The goal for you and I, spiritually, and these putting, the putting on of this armor, is to be able to stand. I'm tired of seeing our kids knocked down on the ground and can't get up. Our students walking through schools. Our young people going through battles, they're knocked down on the ground spiritually and they can't get up. I'm tired of grown folks knocked down on the ground and can't get up. We know people that have been on the ground for so long that they're tired of trying to stand up. They're just beat down. Beat down. And that may be describing you today. If it is, I need you to remember, I can't recall the number. But I can recall the verse. Greater is he that is in greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And just like Peter cried out to Jesus that day out in the middle of the lake, Jesus save me. Snatch him up out of that water. And he'll do the same today for you. If you're beat down, if you're down on the ground spiritually and you can't get up, I feel a million miles away from God. Call out to him today. Jesus, save me. I, I, I want to get up, and I want to be in your presence, and I do want, but I'm tired, I'm discouraged, I'm in despair. And today I want to, I need you to strengthen me. Did you hear the difference? I need us to change our language from, and today I want to, to do this and to do that and to do this and to needs to change. Lord, today, I need, to, I need you to strengthen me. I need to find my strength in you. The encouragement for all of us today is to get up off the ground and get in it. So that you and I can stand up. Stand up. I've been on the ground way too long. It's time to stand. And in the last phrase of this passage, it says, against the devil's schemes. He has schemes and plans, and they're unique. When the Denver Broncos play uh, the San Diego Chargers today, they have a game plan strategically for them. When they play the Texans, they have a game plan for them. When the enemy comes to you, he has a plan. He has a plan. And he has a plan. He knows how to get under my skin. He knows how to get under yours. And it may it may you may think it's that person in the next office at work. <laughs> but as this text says, our battle is not against flesh and blood. It's not the person, it's the principalities. It is the forces in the unseen world, and I just want us to become more aware today of the spiritual realm that is around us. Let us take our stand. This is a corporate imperative text. It's speaking to the body in Ephesus, and it's speaking to our body as well. Hey, be strengthened in the Lord, Rosemary. And here's what I need you to do. I need you to strengthen others in this body. I need you to encourage them to go to others, to go to the Lord and be strengthened in him. Nitty, I need you to do the same. And I need you to go to other women in this church and encourage them to get in.
John, I need you to encourage some people to get up off the ground and get in. I need you to do the same. Does that make sense? This is a corporate text. He's speaking to the church. This is a word for our church. That as, as individuals, if we will, we will look at our own spiritual life and say, you know, every day I'm going to get up and put my feet in so that I can stand against the devil's schemes. And I'm going to make sure my buddies, my friends, my family members up at the church house, hey, I'm going to encourage them to do the same. Boy, he's got schemes, evil schemes all around us. Do you realize that evil schemes never look evil at the beginning? Those evil things that he comes after you with, most of the time, check this out. Most of the time, they start out very attractive, harmless, totally legitimate, and they never look evil until they've accomplished their task. And we get sucker punched. Even in the garden, it started with a look. And it looks like, Joel, I can quit anytime I want to. Joel, I, I'm just going four miles an hour over the speed limit. It's no big deal. Y'all need to stop giving me dirty looks around this room. <laughs> and, it's, and it seems harmless, and it seems like it's no big deal until... Sir, I need to see your driver's license and uh, registration, please. He's got schemes and he's got plans, but I'm going to tell you something. The Lord God Almighty wants to see you and I standing strong and stable and robust. And that happens when you and I get in. And we get dressed with the full armor of God. And now we can leave the house and approach the day. Does that make sense? Let's say Ephesians 6, 10 and 11 together. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Ephesians 6, 10, and 11. Oh, make sure you get the numbers. You may not need that today, but guys, you have to have that number tucked away. You've got to have it. It's critical. Let's pray. Lord, this is a day that you've made, and, and no matter what's going on in life, no matter the struggles we're facing, no matter how good it is today, this is a day that you have made, you've ordained, and we will rejoice and we will be glad in it. But today, Lord, I want to lift up a person that uh, might be here that is beat down and they can't get up. I pray that that person would cry out to you this morning and say, Jesus, save me. Help me up. I've tried on my own power and I can't do it. And today, Lord, I would ask that you would with your mighty, mighty power, your mighty hand, you would gather them up into your arms and strengthen me. I ask that each of us just kind of sit back in the quietness of this moment and enjoy your embrace. Your presence in this room is not only welcome, but it is appreciated. That we can sit back and remember that we're in your house. Father, for the person that's here today that has never trusted you with their life, I ask that you would draw them near to you today. that you would knock on the door of their heart and that they would be willing to open it and invite you to come in. I pray that each person that has never trusted you would recognize the sin in their life. They'd admit it to you. That they would realize that you came and you shed your blood and you died on the cross 
for all of their sin. You paid the price. You took the punishment for them. And that today they would trust on you as their Savior. Not on their ability to be good, but trust you and what you did. They would simply just call on you and say, Jesus, I'm sorry for my sin. Will you please forgive me? Thank you for dying and paying the price for my sin. Will you come and be the Lord of my life? Take over my life. I want to live my life in you. Father, for the person that's here today that uh, needs to get up off the floor, I lift them up to you and pray that you would give them courage, you would give them humility to call out to you for strength. And I pray that all of us would do just that. Every morning before we put our feet on the floor, we would find ourselves in you that we would get dressed properly before we leave the house. Lord, go with us today. Strengthen us, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Church, uh, be encouraged by God's holy word today. It is alive and it is, it is active. And uh, be strengthened. Ephesians 6, 10 and 11. And I want to encourage you to grab one of the boxes Okay, two, three, grab them. Um, and we'll bring them back on the 20th. I, in the last service, many of you know Steve Vetito. He's been training two years now uh, for a Ironman in Florida. He leaves this week. If you want to send him a note of encouragement, go get him, Steve, that kind of thing. I'm praying for you. I know he would appreciate that. Uh, God bless you today, and go and walk in the strength of our Lord. Amen? Amen. Go get him, church. Oh, sign up for Olin right back there. Sign up for the other, other events.